Hey, how are we? Oh, good. Um, feeling really good. I just moved the sliders, so it feels like I'm, you know, flying the Starship Enterprise and shit. So, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Going into warp speed. Yes. Actually, the the big one, the big slider thing they use uh, when the Death Star kills uh, Alderaan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was actually from a sound desk or something. So, <laughs> there's your 50-50 fact for the day Excellent. in the way that 50% of it might be fact. <laughs> <laughs> You're nice. Please, Matt. All be right. funny. Come, Mr. Funny Man. Come. Funny Man Bananas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> um, is the word pervert inherently sexual? Or can there be such a thing as a sex pervert? Mm, I, th- I think that's a double negative at that point, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Redundant, right? Yeah, so if you're, redundant. You're called a sex pervert. You're off the hook. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. Ah, excellent. Yeah, cancel each other out. <laughs> Hey, wait a second. <laughs> what I was suggesting with my answer was not that. <laughs> it was more so that um, when you say pervert, I think you're definitely implying sexual. And if you say anything else in front of it, then you, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I thought so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had a rare opportunity to call out a smug intellectual friend who called himself a sex pervert. I was very quick to point out that that was a redundant thing to say. Did you also point out that's not a really good thing to brag about? Yeah, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Not something you'd be, uh, you know, advertising. There's key parts of this story I'm leaving out. (laughs) (laughs) It's very one-sided. Probably for good reason. He sounds like a bit of a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) A sex pervert, if you will. Lordy. Is that all you got? Yeah, I I, I had something and I fumbled and I'm good. disappointed. No, nah, you look, importantly, we've got about a decade worth of recaps to get through, so. We do. We do have a whole round of recaps ready to go. Yeah. Should I, should I run the song? Yeah, let's play the pre-done track. Yeah, yeah press the button. Oh, beep. Much better performance this week. Weird, given that it was the same recorded (laughs) track. (laughs) What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 54 of the Storm of the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, pretty big weekend. Um, Pretty large one. Yeah, Salty Season had their um, Cowboy single launch. Um, Of course, you guys wouldn't, wouldn't know. I'm on Facebook. I saw the event. Yeah. Matt, I reckon, just wasn't aware. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I was aware. Oh, that makes it worse. I found out about the event through a third party. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that third party? Was it a ticket retailer, at least, or someone like that? I was a good friend of the show. Was da- it? Daniel. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say Zach. No, no. Actual Who friend also... Of Good friend of the show, Daniel. Good, good friend, I said. Mm. Mm. Not yeah, a, sorry, I don't know why I brought up Zach's name. Yeah, more That's of an acquaintance of the show, if you will. Enemy of the show. <laughs> Arch nemesis, perhaps. Um, but yeah, no, it went really well. 
um, people said they enjoyed it. How good. That's all you can ask for. Yep. Really? From Big J. Yeah. Big Jenner. Yeah, uh, nice. Not, not you. That's fair. <laughs> the song, uh, you could officially say that the song has been noted to pull someone away from the allure of the pokies. Yes. That's how powerful the tunes are. It's like the siren song of everything <laughs> good in indie music currently. Wow. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> I just I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm dumbstruck. It's got to be a pretty strong pool actually. Mm. It's got to be old geezers that have gone down to the local pokies every day for like the past 40 years yep. and slung their paycheck through it yep. and then their pension through it. They walk there unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> He was snapped out of the days. Mm. Paralytic. Mm. <laughs> and not only is the song amazing. Quite but good. It, oh. But accompanied by an arguably... A what? Accompanied. <laughs> is that... No, 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 you're good. No, keep going. <laughs> accompanied. <laughs> <laughs> by... And also equally incredible music video. Mm. Mm. Cinematic mm. masterpiece, some are saying. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> People have said it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and you would have seen everyone there in costume if you attended. Oh, that um, would have been pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Was there any uh, any jewels, any gunfights? There was. Between uh, cow people? Yep. Cow, cow people were, were in attendance yep. with, uh, there was plastic guns, there was finger guns, there was all oh, sorts of guns. Oh, yeah. Nice. Sun's out, guns out. At night time. Sun's was gone. Sun, sun's be gone, but the guns be out. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Although, I did oh. come, I came across a bit of a saucy article. A plot twist. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry to do this live on air. Uh, it's a bit of a curveball, but I did come across a controversial article uh, alleging that the small indie group, The Salty Season, <laughs> uh, may be sexist and misogynistic uh, in light of their new song called Cowboy, Cowboy. and mm. not Cow Them. Interesting. I will note as well, four straight white males in the band, I believe. Tough look. Mm. Uh, no, Aiden is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> More of a creature. Yeah. <laughs> a unit. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're not going to get very far in the ratings, are you? No. Not very inclusive. No, I think. So. The, the four white males. Go on, bigot. Can defend yourself. No, no. So I'm not defending myself. <laughs> Um, well, actually, you know what? One of the members is my brother, so he can't really be very different from me. <laughs> that's um, fair. Well, that makes sense. That's a good point. That's 50% of the band. Doesn't doesn't like uh, gay people. Never said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been alluded to. <laughs> By you. Um, but no, so I, I think when when you are 100% straight white males, us, for example, yep. as well, which, you know. It happens. It happens. Um, get, you know, get you, the hand you dealt. I, I think. I think. Yeah, you're either dog shit tier, 
or you're the biggest thing on the internet. There's no in between. Mm. You jump from the worst thing ever to the best thing ever. There's no like, oh yeah, they're pretty sick, but you know, not yeah, massive. you're either Logan Paul, Japanese Suicide Forest, <laughs> yeah. or Logan Paul, uh, Pokemon card in a necklace around his neck. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. If you're yeah. not first, you're last. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh. That was well answered. Finally got my um, Gold Coast Suns membership credit, so it's all oh nice, it's, all, it's all coming up. Excellent. Can um, I'm I'm gonna pause the show, go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> now that was a bit of a hit job, a bit of a Charlemagne Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? What is a Charlemagne Breakfast Club? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know. It was just a combination of words. <laughs> that makes it even better. We are, we are, for for those listening, we are. If that's not proof of our straight white realism, <laughs> we are not actors. <laughs> no, he's on. Oh. He's the host of a breakfast show that just gets paid to say the most egregious first things that pop into his head mm. oh, and okay. he often is the butt of the joke yeah i don't think he's aware of it he ah. makes a lot of money yeah Classic. <laughs> i don't think he cares okay um i just i thought you were referencing the breakfast club somehow like the movie with the with the freeze frame at the end no yeah that's no. pretty that's pretty straight white male of me though. <laughs> whoops no cowboy salty season check it out <laughs> Absolute banger on every uh, good music retailer. It is now. Yeah. yeah. The lyrics will be there someday. I'll Ooh. let Spotify take about a, seemingly a decade to verify the integrity of the, the lyrics uploads. So. You'd have an extra point of checking as well because your title isn't inclusive. Have mm. to double check it. How do you go about uploading your music video onto Spotify? You don't. Oh. No, not the. There is oh, you get eight seconds for the. They call it Spotify Canvas. Ah, oh. plenty of time. Yeah. Do you get to choose what shots, or do you have to edit an no, eight-second clip? You, you, yeah, you upload an eight-second clip. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. it sort of happens. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> have you been, Isaac? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Do you have a good eight seconds yourself, or? Uh, my uh, my little Spotify clip, not my best performance. <laughs> Uh, weekend, pretty good, but also pretty bad oh. with, with some of the results. Mm. Uh, but other than that, spent time with my old man and drank some beers, oh. so I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. How good? Yeah. Favorite beer of the weekend? Gra- great Saturday, uh, bad Sunday. Mm. Um, <laughs> Actually, I was about the same. <laughs> uh, favorite beer: the White IPA at Maddock Brewing. What what is a white IPA? Wait, hold <laughs> That's on. Exactly what I'd be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> straight white male goes out for beer with straight white dad. <laughs> oh, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yeah, what? How did that, how In, did... India pale ale. No thanks. <laughs> white India pale ale for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I, can I get the colonization lager? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so washed it down with a sweet, sweet cast system pilsner afterwards. 
Was it actually like physically like it's a white white beverage? No, it was it... more like a more of a look of like a cloudy like New England mm. IPA sort of very not super Umbrady, golden. Pretty yeah, white. yeah. Gronkowski, pretty white. Yes. New England lines up. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Gronkowski, <laughs> bit more that way. Yeah, for okay. sure. But it's a, a Belgian family. Ah, moved to Australia to brew beer. Oh. We're brewing out of their garage in Pacific Pines. Vibes. Because of visa issues, they couldn't go east of the M1 because that wasn't technically regional Queensland anymore. <laughs> um, Wait, do I live in regional Queensland? All of the Gold Coast is now regional Queensland, so we all live in regional Queensland. <laughs> yeah, right. We have a major sporting club. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good beer. Hmm. Mount of Brewing. Where are they now if they're not in Pacific Pines? They are now, I want to say it's like Ashmore probably. It's like near near the Southport Bunnings, like along that sort of main drag. If you went along Southport Narang Road, it's like Yeah, by World. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. Down that way. Yeah, pretty good time. All right, should we get into uh, unofficially sponsored Super Butcher Butcher of the Week? Sounds good. Any nominations? Uh, I had a really good one that's escaped my mind. So if mm. you guys could jump in, it's almost it's like we've got a time today that's happened. It's almost like there should be some sort of document where we can write our ideas down and oh, that's uh, a great idea. Come back to them. It's a quick reference point. Hmm. No, nah, he's lost it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's reaching. Uh, my only nomination, um, which makes it a halal certified butcher of the week. Thanks to thanks to Isaac for <laughs> chiming that in. <laughs> Um, was when I was writing the uh, Geelong Carlton recap. Uh, don't skip ahead. Um, I had to do some research on Adam Saad, mm. <laughs> uh, and in the in the little suggestions thing at the top, it showed Carlton's website and showed you know a picture of him, and it was not him. It was um, the whitest bloke I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. It was if you had auto generated a character in any RPG of all time and just selected white, white. <laughs> Chiseled jaw, the most like rectangular face. I think honestly, it's bad enough that we should be posting it on, on our um, famous Instagram, absolutely, or, or our even more infamous Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. It'll be on. It'll be on your favorite um, social media of choice, um, and it might even be our Tinder profile pic later. <laughs> we we'll probably get some hits actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah, <laughs> there is there is basic people out there that just want you know another template person to yeah exactly another <laughs> copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, turns out he was just the next player along in the spinny wheel that AFL.com.au have on their website when you cycle through players. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I forgot his name and didn't write it down. So whoops. Doesn't matter. He wouldn't look out of place in this panel of hosts. No. <laughs> Has your hair cut too, I think, actually. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. One and the same. <laughs> yep. Much like... Uh, Man has mo- much jaw, though. Mo- yeah. Much mm. like most straight white guys, I go to the barber and say, uh, short back inside, a little bit <laughs> off the top. <laughs> <laughs> just enough gel in the top to make it look a little bit damp. Yeah, just enough to push it over. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like a one or two on the sides? No, that's too short. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that Viking look. 
<laughs> I don't want to say scalp. <laughs> <laughs> Scared it won't come back. <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, that's a good nomination. Have you remembered your nomination? I yet? haven't. It's not going to come. <laughs> <laughs> problem, problem I don't have all too often. A lot of, <laughs> much like a lot of Matt's partners. <laughs> all of them, in <laughs> fact. <laughs> uh, I'm just, don't mind me, I'm just going to chomp on down on one of these um, almond fingers. Pretty thick. Yeah, I've never had one before. Not even at the uh, Biscuit oh. Association. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> topic yet. <laughs> Yeah, these are good. S <laughs> <laughs> tier. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man, if you're going to twist my arm. <laughs> Send them oh. down. Send oh, them they're down. heavy too. They're dense. Oh, man. Thank you. Aldi with the goods. Went in for literally just one meal for dinner. Came out with like two packets mm. of biscuits. Oh, that is different, but good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. They are good different. <laughs> that is outrageously dense. Mm-hmm. There's weight to this snack. Yeah. Somehow they're moist on the inside too. It's probably the palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's certified Dutch though. Actually it, made in the Netherlands. It's all the um all the orangutan tears that make it so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the palm oil that they're extracting. <laughs> you could actually have <laughs> The the ultimate anti orangutan meal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is like two packets of mee goreng followed up by a packet of these. <laughs> Don't forget the Doritos. Doritos, what palm oil? Yeah. Oh. No, sorry. It yeah. might not be palm oil, but they are laced in something. Terrible. Give it terrible for your orang- orangutans though, or <laughs> No, I think I messed up. Yeah, I think you messed the ball there, Chief. That's um <laughs> off stump. <laughs> <laughs> The whole mm. packet's 260 grams, and there's only six things in here. So that gives you an idea of how, you know, <laughs> dense each of them are. Mm. Worth it. We might have to finish the packet. We'll, um, we'll circle back to this, I think. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could... <laughs> Any nominations for the shit list, or...? Uh, I'd, mm, I'd put not these biscuits. Uh, not these biscuits, Ooh. absolutely not. Perhaps, um, as much as it pains us, mm. what with all our national pride and whatnot, mm-hmm. I think I think we have to admit that much like our cars, biscuits and chocolate just ain't it in Australia. Um, Antic biscuits. Oh, <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. That is technically a collaboration biscuit, though, so I'll allow you to you mm. know, rule it out. Um, Pavlova also up for contention. Um, iced Vovo, dog shit. <laughs> not, yeah, terrible. Not good. Fucked. Overrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be... I'm now curious to see what international... What Europeans would rate these almond fingers and how they would compare to their own. Look, Mm. when I venture over to the Netherlands um, in July, I'll I'll take a packet. Ooh. Compare the pair. Yeah, and I'll um, I'll I'll quite happily shop around. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll be the Mike Portnoy of almond fingers. <laughs> I'll try them all. I can't wait to talk into some of these almonds speculatiuses on the bottom here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's with the name because I feel like they're not normally called that. I feel like they're normally called just like specular biscuits, but um, yep. Uh, also full of palm oil, but um, that's <coughs> what makes them taste so good. <laughs> Palmond. <laughs> Nine out of ten orangutans hate them. <laughs> <laughs> you know why it's just grow more orangutans? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, technically, yeah, I, I, you can. But that works. Enjoyment is forever. <laughs> of huh? the biscuits, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, I did. I did have a long, hard think about a shitless nomination of a certain football team. Oh, but I'm not going to do it. But I thought about it. Mm. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. No, yeah, we're trading on murky waters here. No spoilers, but maybe we'll touch on it later. Is it one of your recaps, or is it one of ours? No, one of my recaps. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Thank God. Yeah. We're safe, perhaps. For now. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um... <laughs> All right. Should we? Uh, should we crack on? Yes. We can. <laughs> do you want to do a siren? Just <laughs> <laughs> so I remember Did, it. Didn't sound too different to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one I preferred, if I'm going to be honest. So. All right. The round started with uh, Carlton versus Geelong at the MCG Thursday night. After blue-bagging the entire AFL with last week's draw against Richmond, Carlton looked to return to winning ways, a feeling not felt by the Blues and their annoyingly faithful supporters since July last year. They hit the scoreboard first through Kerno, but Geelong were quick to respond with a long-range effort from Gary Rowan that rode through from a kilometre away. <laughs> the Blues had, a chance, uh, had their chances in the first, but... Uh, left with only a five-point lead at the first break, thanks to their incredible inaccuracy. <laughs> the Premiers started up quickly after the break, taking the lead in the first minute, but they just couldn't lock down the game, the Blues grabbing it by the ball bag and going into the final quarter with a 23-point lead. Ultimately, Geelong did close that, down, uh, close that margin down, but it was just too much for the old fellas, and the Blues took their first W since last July. Now, I've got a few... Um, Player breakdowns. There was a little matchup, which is why I was researching Saad earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stengel v Saad was very exciting. Um, but the usually exciting Stengel was shut out by Carlton's All-Australian halfback machine, Adam Saad. Saad had Stengel feeling sad in his pocket all night and <laughs> gathered the ball 29 times over the course of the night. Best on-ground performance. He used those disposals. Oh, I've just fucking clicked edit on the document and I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Best on-ground performance. Uh, he used those disposals uh, to rebound the Blues back up the ground and gained a total of 608 metres. Also, a game-high performance. Decent. He's good. lovely off half <clears throat> He's pretty good. You would say, or some would say, mm. uh, that <clears throat> Saad absolutely washed out Stangle. Mm. The wonder soap at his best. Oh. <laughs> 
See, I get my cleaning products at Aldi. So. <laughs> 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 mm, that's a good one. Uh, or they le- he left the chicken man feeling raw. Mm-hmm. Mm. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, also, like to touch on the Curse show, which was uh, both Charlie and Ed had a game for the Blues. Big Charlie got five goals, two uh, with nine marks and was looking on form all evening. Uh, and then Ed chimed in with 26 touches, eight tackles, six clearances, and 23 acts of pressure. Oh, we do like pressure. That was the second highest uh, Blues acts of pressure to Paddy Cripps, who also had a game, but his name isn't cool enough and not a brother with someone <laughs> else. Um, Ed also got a goal for his efforts, which he celebrated pretty hard. I don't mm. think it happens too often for him. No, he didn't play any games last year due yeah. to injury. So, yeah. so he's um, he's back big. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jeremy Cameron. Uh, you could have almost mistaken him for another famous JC on Thursday night. Yep. Besides his nationality, build, and athleticism, you could have mistaken JC for Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> By the way, he was farming goals. <laughs> the goal-kicking machine rounding up six goals. And the seeds were sown for another, but it failed to sprout, so it was left behind. He finished with six goals one and had 25 disposals, eight marks, and 592 metres gained. But, um, yeah, all for nothing because they lost. <laughs> uh, finally, there are early reports that Carlton will have a shortage of workers in September. Blue supporters having opted to log month-long leave requests early after defeating the reigning premiers. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, bit, bit of a surprise. Yeah, fucking goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember if anyone actually tipped Carlton. Uh, there was one. There was, was fucking one. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, fucking swear to God. <laughs> I don't know how. It's witchcraft, honestly. I did enjoy Annoyingly Faithful. Uh, it's probably the best description of the Carlton fan base. They just yeah. won't give up. I mean, it's good. They have when every right when to you're one of them, but do like, so. yeah. fuck off. <laughs> uh, I would also be cheering pretty hard if I hadn't won a game of footy in like nine months. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the stats kind of you know <clears throat> cherry picked. I think it was like literally they had lost four games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it was just you know the way they went out. The, mm. Yeah, and the way the rest of their season prior to that had yeah had yes. played, they yep. had played pretty well. Um, but yeah, Vossi's boys are looking not bad. Not bad, so, Harmon. Yeah. Why oh, speaking of Michael Voss? <laughs> Mm. I was just meant the next recaps Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping you'd segue that faster. That's why I'm Get, <laughs> getting there. Yeah, sorry. It's just, Are I, you don't, ready? I don't really say Lions or Brisbane until like two lines in. So it's like two lines in. There you go. <laughs> Under the Friday night lights, mostly, no spoilers. And the pride of Brisbane town <laughs> were returning home. To face their round one demons and hoping oh. to get their first scalp of the season at the Gabatoire. Max was gone early after some friendly fire caused damage to his MCL, mm-hmm. leaving all the heavy lifting to Brody Grunty. <laughs> <laughs> ben clearly felt at home near the Brown Snake, chipping in four big ones for the D's. 
with Ashcroft Will in the Lions forward through the middle, adding 31 touches, and Lockie Neal bringing the Ds to their knees with his 27. The Lions kept the Demons at bay. Joe was back to his best, jumping out to four goals by the start of the fourth, and with a lead of 46 points, the Lions were on a victory lap. But disaster struck. In the form of a wild Queensland Labor Party stunt to ensure the public supported Anastasia getting her new fantasy factory built prior to the Brisbane 2032 Olympics. The Lions were bringing the heat so much they caused a bulb to catch fire in one of the towers, blowing a transformer and plunging three quarters of the stadium into darkness, sending the viewers into shock, much like the nervous system of the average Joe Rogan listener when they plunge into their Joe Rogan experience branded ice bath every morning. (laughs) After a roughly 40-minute break to restore the power, just like the lyric from Lights Out by Bobby Light, a couple minutes and they were ready. The boys were warmed up, and we got underway with the remaining 12 minutes of the match. The demons were clearly energised by the darkness. Some would say perhaps born in it or moulded by it, (laughs) kicking six goals unanswered following the break. But luckily the Lions were able to exercise their round one demons and avoid a second straight loss caused by issues with the power. (laughs) Classic Big J. (laughs) Everyone jumped on that pretty quick. Yes. Brisbane Lions, 14-9-93. Melbourne Demons, 13-4-82. Uh, another, another point I'd like to note was the over in this game, 170 half points. Mm. 175 and a half points. Dead. Dead as a doornail. <laughs> no coming back. Not even close. And then there was life. Six goals in the last 12 minutes. It was racing home. Bailey Fritch, last kick as the siren goes. Three feet wide to the right. Final score totaling 175 <laughs> points. Oh. Missed by half a point. Unlucky did. Yeah. <laughs> tough look. <laughs> what was even a, a tougher look was how hard the fucking ground was. Cam Rayner went up at some point to take a mark, fell straight on his side and bounced up like a beautiful kookaburra seamer coming off the middle of the deck. It was so hard. Mm. He fell, he bounced back up, pretty much got back on his feet like he was on a trampoline, and then he went back down his haunches to like clutch his hip because it was so sore. Oh, yikes. But, yeah, the the Lions would have been fuming if there was like three more minutes left in this game, I reckon, because they probably would have (laughs) lost. Oh, for sure. Absolute surge at the end. Mm. Man, it didn't feel like a quick turnaround when the power went out. No. For those unfortunate people watching the Fox footy broadcast. Uh, it was a long 40 minutes. Or even more unfortunate, the KO Sports broadcast. Ooh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I would just... You would imagine, with a panel of Gary Lyons, John O'Brown... Nathan Buckley, three incredibly talented footballers. Maybe they'd have literally anything to talk about. But the boys were scrapping, sitting there in silence about every three or four minutes going, geez, reckon uh, reckon the lights will be back on soon. <laughs> Let's head over to the Gabba. Collectively, a few concussions between that group <laughs> probably didn't help their conversational <laughs> skills. <laughs> we were treated about after 20... 20- after about 20 minutes of cutting to the Gabba, going, what's the update? 
Lights hopeful. Al- Alistair Lynch on. sweating his balls off <laughs> on the boundary line. <laughs> After about 20 minutes, we finally got a story from John O'Brown retelling famous story playing at a historic oval in Victoria. It was fun. All the boys were laughing. And then right back to silence, <laughs> waiting for the lights to come back on. Just say something. There's got to be one interesting story between the three of you. <laughs> John Brown can't remember any of them. <laughs> Unusual, because he used to take the ball on on his chest. I don't know, I don't know how it would have hit him in the head. Took a lot of fists and shoulders to the face. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Knees sometimes. <laughs> Knees to the back of the head, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, not great. Not great. Um, good thing they're going to uh, demolish that shit tier gabber and, <laughs> and hopefully there's a bit of money in the budget for some... Uh, Uninterruptible power supplies <laughs> in their billion dollar budget for the new stadium. Maybe I they don't can know put if them uninterruptible is the problem. Maybe, <laughs> maybe surge proof. <laughs> maybe they can. Um, maybe they can put the UPSs where that uh, primary school is that they're going to bulldoze. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it, the math works out. Yeah. On to the pies game. Oh, do we have to? It was pretty good if you're a Pies fan. Uh, n- don't skip ahead. The the first ever uh, clash of the prison bars. In spirit. In spirit. Yeah, yeah. In spirit. Nothing worse than burning the roof of your mouth on a nuked party pie. Just asked Port Adelaide Football Club. The boys were off with the fairy bread, playing pin the tail on the donkey, running around trying to pin the tails on each other. The Power Pals were too busy fighting over whose turn it was to roll the dice in Chocolate Game and didn't realise Collingwood had already eaten the entire block. <laughs> Eddie Maguire cancelled the party clan in the second quarter and apologised for double booking, not knowing that Port had already provided their own. At halftime, Dad finally came home from work and put his foot down, saying it wasn't very nice to duct tape the Adelaide kids in their underwear to the tree outside. This saw the Pies only slot two goals in the third, but when Dad inevitably passed down the couch, they were right back to bullying the smaller, weaker, shittier port kids. <laughs> the Collingwood boys enjoyed many a laugh passing the parcel, while the port kids couldn't even pick up the damn box off the ground. Mum tried to set up a game of tug-of-war, but it wasn't much fun for the pies to drag the rope around the backyard. The egg and spoon race was disastrous, as all the Adelaide kids had dropped and broken their eggs before the race even began. The Magpies not only beat open the pinata in the first hit, scoring 44 in the first term, but kicked another six in the final, well and truly taking not only their party bags, but all the Port's kids as well. Absolute shambles. <laughs> final score, Collingwood 135, Port Adelaide 64. Mm. Nice. I went for a party theme. And- oh! oh. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, the they spanked him. Oh, yeah. simple as that. It uh, was, it was Ed, clinical. Eddie might have gotten the rooms during the week and <laughs> give them absolute arousing about the whole prison bars thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that all be dropped to the VFL if they didn't win the first matchup mm. against Port this year. Uh there were, there were just too many moments. I mean, even somewhere in the second or third quarter, Mason Cox big seven-foot unit, 
went straight down to the ground scrambling for the ball, which is just an impressive feat from any seven-foot guy. Mm, long way down. Um, and that was just the energy of every single Pies player on the field that day. Um, they were just free-flowing, kicking, effort from every single mark was contested, whereas Port Adelaide just couldn't breathe. Mm. Uh, it's amazing they kicked anything, honestly. Incredibly one-sided game. Mm. They never took their foot off the gas, uh, Collingwood. Just pumped them. 21-9 as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. That's some accurate kicking. <laughs> no, it was... Ugh. one one Absolutely tough to watch if you're a Port fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also... Yeah, I, do, Port I, fan. I do remember on social media, uh, pretty much immediately after the game, the only picture, com- the only comment anywhere on any thread was a picture of Koshi crying. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think pretty much everyone in Australia can get behind. Yeah. 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 The uh, the classic, everyone likes that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moment of silence for Koshi. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I really couldn't resist. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you say uh, some boys came marching in, perhaps, in our next game? I wouldn't, because the Crows played next. Oh, yeah, it was um, Adelaide, Richmond next. Mm. I see. Come on down for Adelaide versus Richmond at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, I didn't like that so much as I thought I would. But we'll, get, we'll get rid of that. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Yeah, I feel like I could have. I could have just committed harder to it. Uh, oh well. Um, but look, it was the Crows that swooped first on Saturday afternoon. Darcy Fogarty scoring within the first minute of play, uh, before the Tigers shot ahead and kicked a casual nine straight goals. Oh yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Leading uh, sixty-nine, nice, nice to twenty-four at halftime. Mm. Mm. Uh, but Rochelle had me going wowee. 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 In the midst of the uh, Crows' resurgence in the third quarter, he juked two Richmond players and snapped his second goal across his body, giving the Crows some lift under their wings. Uh, the Crows flew to within a point of the Tigers at the height of their resurgence, but three goals in as many minutes all but squashed the game, the Tigers kicking one more before the end of the game to be up by 32 points. Hmm. Tom Lynch and Young Gun. Samson Ryan had three goals apiece to take top scoring, but Richmond shared the spoils with 12 independent goal scorers on the night. So, huge. They were coming from literally everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) They're in the trees, man. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Rory Laird uh, was an absolute ball magnet. Absolutely Mm. outrageous. 39 disposals. Mm. Quite a lot. Yeah. 15 contested possessions. <laughs> also quite a lot. Seven clearances. Pretty good. And then he killed eight blokes. Eight tackles. Eight. Eight tackles. On top of... Oh, my. His fantasy points must have been off the chart. They were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might, I think he was top. Tackles then. are worth so many points. <laughs> so Okay, so I have a bit about fantasy in my in my other recap, actually. Excellent. Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. Um yeah, he really took the whole team on his wings. Nice one. Couldn't quite carry them up into the mm. into the clouds enough. 
Um, and to round out my shortest recap of the week, uh, shit stat, Tom Lynch's first ever <laughs> win against the Crows. <laughs> Far out. Somehow. Man, the Suns really did suck, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he just didn't play when Richmond played. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did say that. I think it was his first win in 11 games against Adelaide. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> to be fair, Premiership winning. Oh, shit. No, Adelaide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not good. I might have to hit it like that. Oh. I've got a mouthful, <laughs> <laughs> mouthful of Pepsi and you just got to... <laughs> no, he plays for the premiership winning team. Yeah. yeah. Only mm. multiple of them too. It's pretty casual. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> Go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I didn't even write down the final score, but essentially Richmond won by a bunch. <laughs> Dude, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> If you tipped Adelaide, you'd be you'd be fucking silly. <laughs> oh, it's gotta hurt. Shout out Ben Tickers. <laughs> Holy shit, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but he also he also Tough tipped week. the next game correctly. So he did. He did. Like one of the hosts here somehow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Saturday night prime time, and we got comfy under the roof for a marvelous matchup between. Everyone's second club, the Western Bulldogs. Not mine. <laughs> and Saint, kill any hope of Isaac having a good year tipping da. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints dominated the possessions and only a single demon dog, Bailey Smith, was able to get close to the ball, fetching it 28 times. Not bad. Jack Sink laid his hands into the leather 33 times and unfortunately for Saints fans, Steele cracked under the weight of carrying the entire club for the past three years. Jack collecting 29 <laughs> disposals, one goal and a broken collarbone in the hit out. Oh, fuck. He did finish the game though, which is outstanding. Wow. Couldn't lift his arm properly, couldn't handball properly. Somehow played it out with a broken collarbone. Known as one of the most... Painful injuries to have. I saw a shitty reel over the weekend as well that was flexing about how some NRL player broke their finger and then played <laughs> an entire game. It was like, yeah, NRL is the toughest sport in the world. Yeah, yeah, that was probably Cameron Munster round one or it, whatever. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, one upped him mm. immediately. You, <laughs> you, you got, you know, eight fingers, two thumbs. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> most of them are still there. Hmm. And it was the same side as the shoulder Jack Skill steel injured last year and had mm. surgery and uh, two pins on his AC joint. Mm. So in the x-ray where the big break is, you can mm. see the two metal pins still in there that's, from last year. That's sick. Yeah. So uh, three or four weeks without him for the Saints. Add him to the injury list. Doesn't seem to matter, I guess. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> With the dogs being dominated by the higher power of the Saints, Aaron's two goals seemed all for Norton. At the oh. business end of things, the dogs were barking up the wrong tree, clearly more interested in the small timber to each side of the goal, and were left chasing their tails with 11 behinds. Divine intervention had Matthias Phil epooing his bag with three goals, and I'm going to whip it out again 
Mitch kicking three goals, and Owens, the Saints, go marching into two wins to start the season. The Dogs' poor performance, sending both Bevo and Isaac barking mad. Isaac goes 0-2 on Saints games this season. Western Bulldogs, 5-11-41. St Kilda, 14-8-92. I might just early shoe in the opposite of whatever you tip the St Kilda game. <laughs> Probably a good shout. Um, St Kilda Bombers. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah. Tough game to pick. Two teams, I reckon, who are overperforming. What, you reckon... Uh, two two undefeated teams. Yeah, they're, over, they're over may or may not be overperforming. Yeah, <clears throat> it's all right. The Saints only have sixteen guys on their injury. Oh, sorry, eighteen guys on the injury list now. Fucking hell! But that's cool. <laughs> They've probably still got enough to set up in a six 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 formation for first bounce. The math lines up. Yeah. Well, they have enough to set up an injured. It's <laughs> a starting lineup. Yeah. Look. Uh, not happy with the result. Really? <laughs> that didn't come across. <laughs> I'm going to do some research this week and uh, have a look at my record in Saints games last season. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can change, realistically, I don't think you can change your outcome going forwards, but you can help everyone else. Prior performance doesn't indicate future performance, but in this case it does. Think of the people. Get the tips out early so the people can pick the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I think the maths is going to very much indicate that is at least 80% factual. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on, Matty. Yep. Quite excited. (laughs) Uh, Might be a little lengthy. Definitely a little biased. But we carry on. 2019, Fremantle publicly humiliate North by 82 points on home turf. 2020, Freire spank the ruse by 64 in Queensland. 2021, Fremantle politely defeat the ruse by 51 (laughs) at Optus. Trending in the right direction. 2022, Mm. Freire demolish North. By 78 at home. Ooh. Ooh. 2023. <laughs> round two. Optus Stadium in front of home fans being broadcast at a prime time 6.30pm Saturday night slot. The team that was counted out by everyone receiving consecutive wooden spoons. How many consecutive wooden spoons? Sorry. Two. <laughs> All odds against them. The mighty North Melbourne Kangaroos defeated Fremantle for the first time in five years. In Perth, sending a message this season. We're North Melbourne Football Club. We're here to play. Wow. What a marvel. Is that their team song? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that whole paragraph was taken from um, (laughs) (laughs) northmelbournefootballclub.com.au. I just asked that because, and I said this after watching the game, I genuinely don't know North's song. I could, uh, I could have heard it in three years. Exactly, I could contribute some part of all the other team songs. Yeah, I don't even know the tune. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. I assume they say North Melbourne in there at some point. Um, that's probably a good guess, but I haven't heard their song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But here we are. 
So far under Clarko, you would not believe for a second this is the same North Melbourne team who lost 10 consecutive games with margins of 50 points or more last year. <laughs> some of those losses being greater than 80 points. A down year, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> Old McDonald had a farm, and on his farm he had some ruse, and they lit up the back line. Ex-captain Zebel with 11 marks and 26 disposals was impressive, but no one could get the kids away from the snack table where someone had brought a Harry Sheasel party pack, <laughs> finishing with eight marks and six tackles. The young fella showed composure years ahead of his age as he kept the ball in play right in front of the goal during the final seconds of the fourth with one point lead to secure the win for North. Uh, easily could have run it through. I think most players probably would. He just completely understood the situation and kept the ball in play, uh, kicking it towards the boundary for a very contentious end to the game. Anyway, anyway the umpire's cool. probably got it right. <laughs> we're, we're big fans of the umpires around here. Cam Zerha, Ruse heartthrob, was incremental in the Ruse win alongside Luke Davies-Uniak, who together sliced apart the midfield. But how good to see big boy Benny Cunnington absolutely cuck the Perth side at home. <laughs> he was, as Bart Simpson wagging school would say, some sort of non-giving-up football guy, <laughs> as he would lay a tackle, spring back up, only to sack someone 10 metres down the field. Um, now, I don't know if you boys caught this on the news, but Scott's refrigerator logistics uh, sadly went into receivership earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Proved to me that's a real company. Uh, I did say this in the news. Yeah. Fact. Okay. Sadly, about 1,500 hardworking Australians may lose their jobs. The strain on the industry has seen supply chains heavily affected all across Australia, mainly in Perth, where things such as milk, bread, and some meats are unavailable. As a result, Optus Stadium had no pies or sauce rolls and were forced to serve nothing but savlakis all night long. <laughs> Nick Larkey with four more goals this round. Sue. <laughs> Final score, 3072, North 73. Nice one. Thanks. <laughs> Very sad about the uh, people working in the trucking industry, though. If the pie and sausage roll thing is actually true, um, then it's indeed more sad for the local supporters who don't get to get a pie or sausage roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone loses. <laughs> yep. Um, what you didn't mention is that Mr. Sheasel mm. is only one of two players with 30-plus disposals in each of their first games. Far out. Michael Barlow and Harry Sheasel. Wow. Rare air. Good, uh, good list to be on. A very noteworthy point, which was absolutely hilarious. Uh, the doc is Frederick. Mm. Pretty talented. Yep. Pretty fast. Pretty quick. Is that Michael? Yep. Yep. Had an opportunity outside 50 where he was being marked by Todd Goldstein. Old, tall, simply run around him and kick it. <laughs> Absolutely dropped by Goldie as he took off the mark. Amazing. That's embarrassing. But I could see Goldstein having a half decent top speed. Yeah. He's got mm. long levers. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like a. Uh, a Mack truck pulling a Scott's refrigeration <laughs> unit on the back. He just read it 
it was a little, to be fair, to be honest, it was a little bit of, Frederick kind of took off a little slow, a little bit predictable, mm. but Goldie just read it perfectly and just flopped onto him. Mm. And it was, it was just beautiful. I couldn't believe that the two times within the last minute, I couldn't tell you what mm. the second started, but it was within the last minute and obviously right yep. before the final siren. Yep. The ball was within a foot and a half of the line. Yep. And Freo wanted to kick a goal to win. It's like, especially when it was like a minute to go and it was right there. It's like, fuck, punch it through. And then you've got a chance to win it at least on the kick out. At least get get two points for the draw, for Christ's sake. Oh, 100%. But credit to North for hanging on. Would have been better for my tips too if they got the fucking draw, but yeah. whatever. Would have been better for everyone's tips. Well, except for Matt, probably. He still tipped free, Matt. I did. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the emotional hedge that he had in place for the week. Yeah, the yep. emo- my emotional hedge is up next. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got to get my um my sensor finger working well for this next recap. Oh no! No, I'm only joking. It's all good. Oh, actually, just quickly as well. Um, you said ex-captain Zebel. Um, mm. Sounds like he's had the classic ex-captain effect. Yeah, the, oh, the, the resurgence. Yeah, it, it would appear so. Mm. Classic, Mister. What's his name? <coughs> Cornelio from GWS yeah. played mm-hmm. much better when he didn't have any any weight on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He, he's back home now too. They had him up the forward line mm. for some reason, and he's just he's just too old. <laughs> he's he's a real old school. You can tell how out of place he is in today's game. Mm. He's just an old school, rough and tough, hip and shoulder kind of guy. Mm. And he just couldn't figure it out in the forward pack. Stick him in the middle. Yeah. Let him chase the ball. He he was outrageous as a fullback Mm. because he was just dropping people and playing hard style football. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of um, out of place in the forward line, where did Nat Fife play? He was a laid out. Ah, okay. Sadly. Mm. Damn. Can't remember why. Probably because he just didn't want to play forward. Yeah, probably heartbroken <laughs> from the week before where he got like seven touches for the whole game. Mm. <laughs> All right, speaking of heartbreak. <laughs> Get ready to, to picture <clears throat> the moment his heart rips into. <laughs> mm. It's all good. I've gone for a, um, an alternate... Um, Reality? <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I cover, I cover, I, I cover the entire game and only the facts in this recap. So um, I'll, um, I'll get started. Insert MythBusters. I, re- I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> Swans v Hawks, Sunday, at the SCG. The Swans must have been downing Baraka in Hydrolite after last <laughs> season's grand final loss by eighty-one points. Their grand final hangover nowhere to be seen as they flew to the top of the ladder with a massive percentage-boosting win over Hawthorne on Sunday by 81 points. Mm, just Ooh. cutting to the chase, eh? Just thought I'd get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, a little bit funny. There's, you know, the same margin they got blown out by, but whatever. Mm, mm. Um, and that's the end. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> But no, uh, the real news comes in the form of Dylan Moore, who amassed more fantasy points than anyone else on the ground. Mm, wow. 109. The same as Callum Mills, but who cares? Um, I assume that's a lot 
as the man who scored five goals for Sydney, Logan McDonald, only harvested 84 points on the fantasy. So there's a few tap-ins from McDonald. Yeah, still, I feel like a goal's a goal. Um, That being said, I also have zero idea how AFL fantasy works, so take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Um, Sydney had another massive goal scorer with uh, Joel Amati having a party, his movement on the field making him look real smarty, Um, taking some real hearty congested... Contested Markies. <laughs> <laughs> Making Hawthorne look pretty shardy, and uh, he finished with four goals. <laughs> it really annoyed me how many commentators and journos I saw say Amadi party. So oh, I thought I I'd just it. take it to the next level. I yeah. love it. I feel like it's all taken from um, old mate Arsenal. Uh, Vardy? Arsenal. Come on, bro. He's like, oh, he's like, oh I don't know, football, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, but yeah, something. That rhymes with party. Tea. Yeah, something yeah. T. But yeah, Vardy party was a thing, even though it doesn't rhyme perfectly. It'd be like an 80% on oh. the rhyme scale, surely. Get the cramp. Oh, no. <laughs> pickle juice, pickle juice. Oh, pickle juice. <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> I'm uh, not the only one. Where is cramp? Uh, hamstring. Oh. Hamstring. This is not good. That's <laughs> a bad place. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was gonna have to lean back on this chair with my leg outstretched for forever. I guess. Yeah, lean okay. back. <laughs> this lean is my back. life now. So I'm gonna call Fat Joe. <laughs> Leaning back. <laughs> All right. Um. Look, Will Day was actually probably the best on ground for the Hawks. His 26 disposals, 11 contested possessions, and a match-high seven clearances, um, an area which Hawthorne actually performed well in, outperforming the Swans 35 to 27. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, Hawthorne were just unable to use the ball once they had it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Low-key, I think Will Day is preferring um, being more central. Yeah, mm. probably. Yep. Yeah, um, Given that, you know, we're missing two big characters from the midfield last season. Well, mm. one less impactful, but still, you know, big name mm. in Mitchell. Yeah. Um, mm. And Yago Amira. Um, yeah, Will Day's uh, finding some space, which is nice. Um, look, the final score <laughs> was 17-16-118 to uh, Hawks 4-13-37. Mm. For those counting along at home, <laughs> that means Sydney had a single player that scored more goals than Hawthorne and <laughs> and another player that scored the same as them. Yikes. Onwards and upwards to North next week. Ooh. I'm crossing my fingers aggressively. <laughs> yeah, look, not a great hit up from the Hawks. Um, really? The Swans were pretty tuned in after a, um, uh, a tough first contest. Round one against the Suns. Um, really got them up to speed and knock off a bad team like Hawthorne by a big margin. <laughs> and for those who would say, oh, any idiot with you know a microphone can start a podcast and continue doing it and thinks it's not hard work, come say it to my face while I have a cramped hamstring right now and I'm still going. It's tough. It's still cramping. Do you want to have a walk? Want, we, we can pause recording. I don't think I can move. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm awkwardly pinned between <laughs> the chair being too far in under the table and the table being too heavy to move easily. 
but I'll carry on. I'll I'll push through it. Oh no! I'll be the Jack Steele of the podcast. <laughs> we are the same. In your current state, you are still more athletic than the most athletic League of Legends player. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> well, I'm holding my body weight pivoted on the chair up with one leg and stretching out the other one as I go. Barely even stretch. Your knee's not even full extension. I know, because the table's in the way. Do you want us to pull your chair backwards? It could end badly. <laughs> we could kill I, him. I almost... I don't want to move forward because I'll have to bend my knee and I feel like it'll get worse, the cramp, as I bring it in. Do you want to rub down? Oh, I can't say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> oh my god, this is so painful. Bear with me while I try and stand up. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll feel better. Ooh. Look, it's it's better. It's still cramping. Uh I might have to um copy those other blokes and do a standing podcast from now on, I think. You might need a one hip, of which you might has need another hinge to get a bit of a stretch going. Yeah, one of which has another subpar AFL podcast that I've heard about. Oh, oh, that looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Not great. We can pause. No, we'll carry on. Crack on. This um, yeah. Look, this will just match my uh, my overall feelings with the game recap I'm about to do. <laughs> Lots of pain. <laughs> Solidarity with the boys. Let me just pour one out for you real quick. <laughs> Ow. It went onto my nail. <laughs> We're falling to pieces down here. <laughs> I got to stop after that. The, the, <laughs> the, thing, the thing of the can going onto my nail is probably more painful than your cramps. So. <laughs> All righty. The last of the East Coast games of the round saw the Bombers host the Suns under the roof at the Docklands Hangar. Marvel Stadium. The Suns rose quickly with the first two goals of the match, but the Bombers scrambled to action and turned defence into attack with two Dylan Shield goals blocking any hope for a Gold Coast lead at the first break. Levi was rolling thunder against the Bombers, Kaz bowling his way through the Essendon defence and guided two missiles on target. Zach deserves all the credit based on his merit, leading all Essendon ball getters with 31 and Darcy dished out 30 servings of communion amongst his parishioners. And in the second part of The Return of the King, Ben had his followers bowing down as he rightfully reclaimed the throne of the Sun's forward line, crowning off a pair. <laughs> but much like the critically acclaimed film of the same name, individual achievements were followed by great sadness for the viewers, especially those who are Suns fans. Carl punched through the wall of the Sun's defence, and Langford bagging a mother load of five goals. Try as they might, the Suns were never able to shine under the roof of Marble Stadium. Bombers 16-12-108 defeated the Suns 11-14-80. Tough. Mm. Yeah. How you feeling? I am officially down to my last two straws with the Gold Coast Suns. Oh, oh I meant no. We're two games in. Personally, I'm better, but still sore. Yeah, okay. Still tight. Wouldn't mind a massage at this point. Would an arm and finger help? <laughs> Have some fucking uh, Yeah, definitely, <laughs> but I've got some thoughts. Mm. Uh, 
credit to Stewie Drew for axing a few of the boys after round one and sub half performances there. Uh, he's got a swinging axe again, I think. Oh, who are we swinging? Uh, Jack Lacocious kicked oh. a goal, can't mark a ball for some reason. Same thing as week one, except this week it was under a roof and not wet. Everything was just skidding yeah. off his hands. Great he, kick, can't catch a ball. And he knows where to be, though. He knows where to be, can't catch a ball. Uh, i got to admit, my mate, shout out to him uh, in Victoria. Who, yeah, shout out to the guy without a name. Well, to protect his Sick identity. Mate. Protect of, his fucking identity. <laughs> he's a bit of an infamous sex pervert. Ah, <laughs> uh, Well, it would have been fine until you said that. <laughs> the point is, he knows nothing about sport. Can't play sport. <laughs> I forced him to watch the fourth quarter. Mm. In his own words, he said, why does it look like Essendon are picking up the ball, but the ball's wet whenever the Gold Coast team touch it? It was like that last week, too. <laughs> mm. If he could see it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Not ideal. Not a great performance. Uh, it was close. And I'm going to blame the umpires. Because I'm allowed to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Can't dissent us. Any, <laughs> any momentum the Suns got was just taken away. There was uh, either from directly from a free kick being the kick, then the free kick going mm. straight in the goal, mm. or the free kick leading to a mark, and that kick was going into the goal. The Bombers had six goals directly from free kicks. Uh Going into the last quarter, watching it with Sam, I was very unhappy. She was like, oh, there's still time, you know, 12 <laughs> minutes or so left. Copium. Yeah, a bit of copium. There's still time. And I was like, there is. And watch what's going to happen. However. Right? <laughs> Gold Coast Suns are going to score a goal coming up here shortly. But it won't matter because Essendon's going to get a free kick that's going to lead to a goal. And what happens three minutes later? Ben King scores. And what happens 35 seconds after that? Free kick bombers. Kick to a mark inside 50. Goal. I was like, hmm, interesting. Uh, I am looking for job opportunities uh, if the AFL would either like my very lame Big J journalism jokes <laughs> or assistance in script writing. Hmm. <laughs> I have both of those down pat. I believe. And it wasn't even like, it was the lack of, uh, the lack of calls. Mm. Very much VFL versus AFL, I think, especially in Melbourne. Uh, and Sam Draper's into my uh, top three, not three most disliked players. He was top five at the end of last season. Wow. Because of the mullet alone or? No, but Originally. that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That, uh, He's not a skillful ruckman. He just runs into people, mm -hmm. which by definition is blocking in the ruck, but that's okay. Carry on. He's got a mullet, so let him let him ride with it. Um, just bumbles around. Media loves him for some reason. The fucking commentators love him. They love giving him a double He's wrist like, Oh, yeah, he loves a goal. There's only one thing he loves more than the ruck, and it's getting a goal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Jesus it's fuck. like, yeah, well done. He won goal of the year last season. After he ran 60 metres out of the ruck with the ball and then kicked it. Did he bounce? No, he didn't bounce. Of course he didn't bounce. It's like, it's not 15 steps. I get each one of his steps fucking three metres long. It's yep. 15 metres. Therefore, he should be allowed to take yep. less Which steps. Which you teach the odds, kick, odds, 
Oz, poor fuck. Oz, <laughs> Oz kick kids, yeah, for about 15 steps or so. Exactly. He's not a fucking Oz kick kid no, anymore, exactly. is he? Exactly. <clears throat> they love Lord. stroking him off. So that just made me even more angry. Have an almond finger. Yeah, I should. I should. But yeah, it was it was pretty pretty egregious. Uh, Matt saw it as well. Alex Sexton fourth quarter just pulled mm. down in the forward fifty. No call. Uh, no comment. No comment. No whatsoever. holding the balls against the bombers in the in the last quarter. Pretty much all of them either holding the ball or a throw against the Suns. Um. Yeah, not happy. I uh, I would like to preface this with uh. The goal that was stripped from the Gold Coast Suns, um, it was touched. Oh yeah, mm. that oh. also that was the that was the ceiling nail in the coffin. Oh. The lid of the coffin was closed. All momentum gone. There was eleven nails in there already. <laughs> the twelfth was the touched by the two forty p twenty fps replay. <laughs> Gotta love it. What was the original call? Goal. Goal. On the field. I thought it was... It By the goal umpire. Definitive. Proof to overturn a call. It was definitive enough that there was potentially a smidgen of the ball not fully over the... There wasn't a gap between the ball and the line when apparently it was touched, but the frames were four inches yeah. in front of the line. Where the line was, sort of indecisive whether he had touched it yet or not. You could tell he actually touched the ball when they showed it in full speed. And then the next frame was four inches after the line. So somewhere between yeah. when it was on the line and after the line, he touched it. But the AFL somehow doesn't have any technology that exists from the past decade in the goalposts. I don't know. Fucking gut pro would probably do the job. Exactly. They have cameras in the goalposts. You stick a GoPro in each one of them. It's going to be that much. Not happy. I don't know who is to blame. If it's big betting, big advertisement, I don't know. These are the questions that we don't have answers to, sadly. We're just asking questions. But I do remember that once upon a time, a sports game was decided by the players, their effort, the umpires, and the goal umpires. Mm. And who did the most performance-enhancing drugs? Yes. Can't that forget too. that. Yep. Shout out the Bombers. But I have for one... Dogs. I'm now glad in 2023 the outcome of an AFL match can be decided by a sweaty fucking nerd <laughs> sitting in a room watching 240p footage. <laughs> I think it's better for everyone. It stops the boys, it stops the play, and it gives fans time to reflect on their feelings, problems outside of the game, their personal lives. Hmm. Mm. That's mm. what you're really paying for. Definitely what you want. Yeah. Same as the Brisbane game, really. You just want 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wish like, there was a bloody 40-minute break in the game. Might have come out better afterwards. Maybe. Uh, it, it's People compare it to, you know, VAR in the in the, in the football, right? Yes. And it's like, well, it's different gravy, I feel. Mm. Big time different gravy. Much, more di much different stakes when it's, you know, could be the only goal in the game. Versus, you know, one of 20. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and the, the fucking the Premier League and all them, all them others, 
have technology. They've mm. got they've got the two lines. Mm-hmm. But Why also, don't we have decent technology. Also, to well, actually, I might have this wrong, but I believe the VAR is still also decided by the on-field umpire. No, it depends. Ah, uh, it depends. The VAR can make a decision and be like, "Yeah, this is clearly offside." Mm. But if it's a if it's a foul and it's not super obvious, they're like, they're like a hey, recommendation. They're like, thing. "Hey, chief, go watch the monitor." Mm. Mm. It's not super yeah. obvious. You watch it. Have a crack. That's what like uh, rugby union does. The yeah. the <clears throat> TMO uh, basically shows the replay on the big screen for the on-field ref mm-hmm. to make a decision. The ref talks it through with them, and they go, "Sounds good." Yeah, I love that. Oh, they actually like, listen to they they don't they broadcast the chat too sometimes. Uh, yes, I don't know if they I don't know if rugby union does it in the stadium between the two, but NRL definitely does on the replay for the uh, for their TMO equivalent VR equivalent. Yeah. That person yeah takes over the mic and talks it through. Transparency is always the best option yeah. for any of these things as well. But why can't we have a clearer picture? You don't need to put things inside the goalpost pads because we're, much like soccer, trying to determine if the ball's crossed the line completely or not. doesn't mm. matter if it's on the line. We don't need to see in line with the line. We need to see the back of the line mm. and whether the ball has made it through and there's a gap, like ice hockey. They have cameras going straight down or across behind the line so then it's not interfered with, with the posts and stuff like that. It's already over. I just wish... It was a free-flowing game. Mm. Otherwise, why not make every quarter five minutes and stop and review literally every single action and aspect of the entire game? Did the ball truly cross the boundary line? I don't know. Let's play it back. (laughs) And I think also, moving forward, the AFL should simultaneously run 100 simulated games and determine the outcome based off the averages of what occurs in those simulations. Mm. Just for a truly equitable game of AFL. AFL 23 is out soon. (laughs) We could do it. Now, on to the West Coast game. Bit of an echo chamber, would you believe? Hold on. I don't know if this (laughs) will... We'll give it a crack. (laughs) Sunday night, 5.20pm at Optus Stadium... The great eagles of Middle Earth arrived when West Coast fans needed them the most. I fucking love Lord of the Rings. It's pretty good. Sorry, it was was hurting me a little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tim Kelly the White, ironically enough, (laughs) (laughs) rode in valiantly on 32 disposals, picking up his brave two comrades, Luke, Frodo Shuey, and Dom, Sam Sheed. My God. With 20 and 26, respectively. Meanwhile, the fellowship, led by Jake Aragon Waterman, kicked four goals, and Jamie Legolas Cripps with three to bolster the men of Perth against the invading Western Sydney Giants. Jermaine Gimley-Jones tore apart the midfield with 11 touches inside 50. He's a natural-born sprinter, you see. (laughs) Dangerous over short distances. (laughs) (laughs) The West Coast Eagles really took control of the game in the second term, kicking eight goals. The Giants looked like a lot looked a lot like the Orcs being rushed by the Oathbreakers in Pete's film. They got absolutely trounced. Green with an E was able to find the middle sticks four times during the game and Hogan with three. 
but the surge by the West Coast team and utter dominance throughout saw the Giants clawing back at a seemingly insurmountable score. Despite kicking three of the last four goals, the Eagles had fulfilled their promise to fans of bringing the heat and winning more home games this season. So far, they're on par with last season, so I predict it's all uphill from here out. (laughs) Eagles 100, Giants 81. How does that math line up? They won one home game last season. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. Not a great year for them. (laughs) I thought you meant they they won the same by this point in the season. No. No, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't word it great. Just quietly, would love to see Jake Waterman toss Jermaine Jones. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I realize. I realize now. Uh, that You're gonna have that, to toss me. Yeah, I realize how that could be misconstrued. Um, I'm simply referencing uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep. <laughs> Nothing else. Far out. I mean, after after Google's gaff this week, maybe we should um, drop in an Adam Sard the White next week. <laughs> Google gaffs. Uh, I do just have to chime in. Uh, don't skip ahead. A little bit of a teaser. Oh. As someone who tipped the Saints and the West Coast Eagles this round. Fuck yourself. Uh, friend of a friend of the show. Uh, that friend being Dan. The friend of a friend being Mortimer. Nothing but chins. <laughs> <laughs> I received some very rude messages over the weekend. The first, in all caps... As if you tip the Saints cunt. (laughs) Not very nice. He then called me a lame man. (laughs) Accurate. Followed by, here come the pops. Are you watching? Seven points in it. The messages then ceased. (laughs) (laughs) The following day, I received all caps. Hmm. How does it feel to be the luckiest man on earth? (laughs) After... Some hours of reflection, an additional message was sent. It's a cruel, cruel world. <laughs> Were you saying anything in response at this point, or you just leave him on red? Oh, yeah, no, I was letting him have it. <laughs> <laughs> One of those responses being, some people just understand footy. <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking Greater Western Sydney. <laughs> I was feeling so good about my pick just before the game started too when they showed Adam Kingsley's speech from halftime last week when they came back to beat the Pies. I was like... How was that uh, The Crows, I mean. I was like, fuck, no wonder they came back. (laughs) Gave them a real good rev up and then, uh, yeah, the speech didn't last. Didn't last one and a half games, unfortunately. They played played a good game, Mm. in all fairness. And I think... Based on Adelaide's performance as well, it shows you how brutal of a game that was in round one. 37-degree yeah. heat. Yeah. Very tough. Those teams gave it everything that game. Tough conditions uh, on the Sunday. Mm. Long flight over to Perth. Yep. Probably struggled with rehydration. Need a lot of fluid into a giant body. Barocca and yeah. Hydrolite. You would definitely have the advantage being the home team, doing all of your preseason there, all summer long. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, until you go anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> different, isn't it? <laughs> Not good different like Aldi either. <laughs> there, there was one game where that... It, it would have to be the Ds at the Gabba. It, it certainly looked a bit like that for Melbourne. Mm. They just looked out of sorts. Yep. Being above ground is a little bit different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, quick, uh, quick shoeing recap. Uh, <sighs> thanks to Keelan for sacrificing his pick so that Matt and I could win. There's always going to be one. Uh, Matt and I always <laughs> said the Swans. There's always one. Easy win by 81. Um, Keelan had uh, Frio, a uh, pretty confident, calm pick by himself at the time. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> it was to be different. It was. It certainly wasn't Aldi good different, though. It was <laughs> not good different, no. <laughs> uh, lost by one to, to Maddie's North Melbourne. Fucking North. Uh, quick snag baggers recap. Uh, we were, not bad. We were pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. First two came on as subs as well. I was not spot on. Maddie and I were pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly for me, it doesn't translate over into footy tipping at all. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up the rear in the competition. Mm. Yeah. I got I all this I money, now. but I'm losing the tips. Um, Alex Sexton subbed on, kick one goal, one. Oh, efficient. Uh, Guelphie subbed on. Two goals, none. Even more efficient. Uh, <coughs> Fridge, sausage man himself. 3-1 at the Gabba. Helped by a late surge. I think he kicked two of their last six or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Darcy Fort, 0-0. Zero, zero. Sam Butler, 0-0. Mm. Zero, zero. Mm. He was a third quarter sub. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> Goldstein didn't really make his way up forward. Zero, yeah, zero. suck it. <laughs> uh, and then... Maddie smashed it out of the park. Jake Waterman to four goals too. Yeah, fucking drowning in them yeah. over there, dude. Jesus. <laughs> Jake Bobby Boucher. Robert Boucher, if you will. <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick just the tips for round three. Yeah. Get in early. No teams announced. Bear back in it. Raw thoughts. Oh, <laughs> The I less thought, information, the better for us at this point. We absolutely. just need to fucking lock something in. I quick-fired from the hip earlier this afternoon. Didn't think about it too much. I thought maybe we'd get till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, because we're recording again on Thursday. No, but we could do it as a post. Well, we can, but, you know, we can put, we can these, put in the caption amendments. Yeah, these are the tips we're giving out now. Uh, tips will be posted on Thursday. Okay. Late afternoon. Okay. If there's any amendments, we'll, mine aren't changing. We'll I'll put have, it asterisk. I'll have no. I have signal. integrity as well, I'll have so nothing. I, I won't be changing. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have my phone. Okay. So yeah, just lock me in now, Brisbane. I got to do it then for the culture. Yep. Oh, absolutely, Brisbane. Brisbane by thirteen points. Twenty-four for me. Oh, I'm feeling pretty confident, but my margin's pretty whack. I'm going to go twenty. Bless you. <laughs> uh, at the MCG, Collingwood, Richmond. Wood. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, pies. <laughs> Who calls them the pies? Oh, this is a no-brainer. Most people. They've been known as the wood for a while. <laughs> <laughs> people are saying that. Calm the wood, the classic. Calm the wood. <laughs> um. 
Uh, given that this one is on Saturday the 1st of April, the odds on this are a fucking joke. Hawthorne, <laughs> Hawthorne at Launceston to absolutely demolish North Melbourne. Oh, that's the, <laughs> the tussle for Tasmania. Winner gets moved. The t- <laughs> oh, no. The Tasmanian tango. Hawthorne. Hawthorne uh, were good in Taz once upon a time. They were. Uh, I've done some research. Last match between these two teams at the University of Tasmania Stadium at Launceston. Yep. North Melbourne won. Oh, uh-huh, interesting. When was that? Last year? Or Not year? last year. It was yeah. like three seasons they, back. They played Hobart last year then or something? They did. Yeah. They did. Wait, uh, I... Oh, no, I'm, I'm already on the... Never mind. I was going to say yeah. I could go in Tasmania. But uh, no, based on form of the two teams, uh, two close wins, hard fought, yep. two spankings, uh, I'm going to take uh, Kanga, 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 Ruse, Ruse, Ruse. Got to do it. Yeah. <coughs> and Tasmania once feared in Launceston. Ah, sorry. Tasmania, home of the Hawks yep. previously. Who was in charge of the Hawks back then? Oh. Alistair Clarkson, mm. now in charge of the Rose. Mm. He's going to know all the secret spots and places to avoid in Launceston. I think so they're going to fly in day of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Bus straight to the stadium. Bus back to the airport, back home after. <laughs> in and out. Launceston's lovely. Hit job. It's... It's a nicer hole than Canberra, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, you set the bar pretty fucking low. <laughs> as far as holes go, mm. not the worst. Launceston isn't a hole, it's just small. Would small you, town vibes. Mm. Could Toowoomba be considered a hole? It's a hole on top of a hill, yes. <laughs> <laughs> An <What>? elevated hole. <laughs> Volcano? The remnants of an ancient volcano yeah. that we just hope will erupt again someday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Uh, Carlton. Yeah, what a segue, but yeah, Carlton will beat GWS. Yep. Yep. Agree. It's 100% lock. Lock city. Uh, do you want me to go first in the next one? Yeah, please. MCG, St Kilda, Essendon. <laughs> uh Based on the positions of the team on the tipping, it would indicate it's a St Kilda home game at the MCG, mm. which is interesting. Uh, St Kilda, previously very injured. Even more injured now. Can't back them. If anything, if form is anything to go by from teams that come off a hard-fought win over the mighty Gold Coast Suns, they do pretty well the next week. Aye. Bombers. I'm absolutely riding the Saints. Oh, and and fuck. Th- this was prior to, prior to our co-host, Isaac. This is purely out of my absolute hatred towards Brad Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this makes it really difficult because for the memes, I really want to go the opposite of Isaac. Mm-hmm. But I feel wrong tipping St. Kilda. Mm. Teams that do beat the Suns do play very well the next round. It's almost like they come up against a a lesser (laughs) team that doesn't quite put them under the same amount of defensive pressure and they just flourish. (laughs) And then have Marby or Chol chasing them around in the defensive 50. I feel so free. (laughs) Look at all this space. (laughs) Fuck you, I'm tipping St. Kilda. So be it. 
Yeah. Understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day. Mm. Oh, and we've got uh, our first Adelaide showdown of the season. Great name for a derby. Mm. No one ever. Uh, And this will be the first... uh, the first game of the prison bars. Mm. And for that reason, I'm on port. I'm also going the yeah. bars. Without a doubt. Mm. Pal Pepper ran about 16Ks last round. Mm. And he's just... He's not sitting right. He hasn't been sleeping since they're walloping. <laughs> he's in the gym every day. Punching a bag with Dacos's face on it. Which one? <laughs> Both. <laughs> it's like and a, they're done. Like a Voldemort, the other bloke from the Philosopher's Stone kind of situation. <laughs> the other bloke, <laughs> Professor Quirrell. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he doesn't sound as lame being called the other bloke. <laughs> it's a Lego should, head. Should have known he was uh, going to be the bad guy from the start of the book slash movie based on the name. Yeah, he had a turban. <laughs> <laughs> True, J.K. Rowling, not known for being accepting of many people. <clears throat> he had a turban and was in two minds of the actual person that he was. Mm. <laughs> Should have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> dead giveaway. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. I'm back in the suns. Yuck it up all you want. I'm also back in the Suns. Guess who's also 0-2 to start the season? Geelong. Who's got higher expectations of himself this season? The Suns. You can't get much higher than Premiers. That's it. Been there, done that. Suns are way more desperate. Open their account at home at Heritage Bank Stadium. You don't get any extra points for footy tipping a big upset. But emotionally, I will. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ride them until they win at this point. That is on my birthday. They might be able to get up for me, even though I'll I'll be finding out out the result seven days thereafter. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be Gold Coast. Oh, wowee. Mm. Love the support. Mm. Oh, Only because I think if Stewie Jew does have the balls to drop people from week one, I think he's probably still got the balls to drop people from week two. Definitely. Uh-huh. Needs to happen. Needs to happen. We um, will probably be seeing uh, David Swallow's 200th game as well. Large. Longest uh, tenured Suns player in team history. Mm-hmm. So, big milestone for him. Who's the next closest? Um, probably like Jared Harbour or someone like that. I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, he he had the record for a while just because Swallow had some injuries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Swallow's been there since the start. So credit to him for sticking it out. Thank you. Tough time. <laughs> we appreciate you. Tough times don't last. Tough people last. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Um. <laughs> What the hell was that? (laughs) Uh, Melbourne v Sydney. At the MCG. Mm. Now, what do the bookies know? I don't know. Tell me why the Ds are favourites. 
I'm surprised. Because uh, they're fucking idiots. I'm tipping Sydney. I'm also tipping Sydney. Buddy's back. Buddy's party, back. Party. It, it makes... It doesn't make sense. Yeah. They know something. Maybe Gorn has undergone some sort of experimental surgery. <laughs> undergone. <laughs> I still think he's going to be gone for a few weeks. I don't yeah. like tipping Sydney is my issue. Maybe the bookies know that the Swans have just uh, come off a week-long train running on the uh, other Sydney that appeared at the game. So they'll be a bit knackered by the time they get down to the MCG. Oh, duh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm tipping Sydney, but the odds don't make sense. No. Mm. Be afraid. Mm. <laughs> With caution, but the Swans did beat Melbourne at the MCG last year in the finals. Just put, putting that out there. And they're looking quite good so His, far. Historical home of Melbourne. Ooh. They'll probably have their, uh, Is it? their South, Mem- South Melbourne strip on. The, the red V on the white. Mm. Well, we... <laughs> wow, we the the Perth Derby. Fucking hell! Double Derby Day. Mm. This is outrageous. Frio. I'm on the Eagles. I've tipped Frio, but I also don't know why their favourites. Uh, given their 0-2 as well. Because West Coast only beat fucking GWS. I know, I know. Um, the odds certainly feel a bit rude. Like, I, I would be more... I could understand a dollar fifty to $2. But two eighty five, a little bit disrespectful. A bit much. Mm. Eagles scored 100 points. That's it's not bad. That's more than their whole last season combined. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Two close games to two close-ish losses for the Dockers. My multi-odds are 200. Mm. I don't like that, if I'm honest. (laughs) I'm in on Fremantle as well, Mm. but I don't really like it. It's going to be... It's hopefully going to be close. That'll be that'll be a tough one mm. for sure. Should be very close, which is uh, good for WA footy fans because they haven't had a close derby in a while. I feel. Yeah, how good and could be a potential uh, record attendance for Optus. Yeah, good point. We'll see. Really good point. Um, we're going to have to come up with some shitty name for the Western Derby during the week. I have to mm. workshop it out. Mm. Currently nothing. Yeah, I've got nothing. I'm going for alliteration over anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's not um, many... Uh, I'm thinking of P words or W words. <laughs> the Perth party. Shut Perth, the fuck up. Perth pantomime. Ugh, that insinuates that this is going to be a shit show, though. <laughs> Pan- <laughs> pantomime was a fine art back in the day. I don't hate it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> let's shoo him in. Oh fuck! I'm gonna have to shoey Collingwood. Oh, that's not a bad move. To be fair, they just look so dangerous. And Dang- as I've said, dangerous in round one, 
I think they could make it all the way to the grand final. Same. Oh. <laughs> I, I added on the wrong channel. Sorry. I'm pretty sure we all said that, if I'm honest. So, but um, finals. That is actually. Did you say grand final? Oh, I fucking can't pick one. I did. I did say grand final. Never mind. I didn't say that. No, me neither. I was, I was lying. Uh, I'm just gonna go fucking Brisbane. Oh, I was eyeballing that one too, and I don't know if I. I like it enough to jump on a bandwagon. <laughs> what are you insinuating? Mm. Yeah, the Colin Woods. Jeez, I, I truly don't know. This makes for um great, great radio. Yeah, don't um, worry. I've got some. I've got some content. Look. Let's go. <laughs> Bit of thinking music. Love it. Yeah. Just hold while I process this. I wonder if the doggies could beat Brisbane just, at Marvel. Just give me a minute. Just waiting on the system. We'll be that, right with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> Your call is valuable to us. Your caller number. Three in the queue. Nah, it's more aggressive. It's Approximate always like, wait time, nine minutes. It's always like pre-recorded. It's like, you'll call a number, and then it goes to robot. Three. <laughs> the worst bit is when you get five seconds of hold music, oh. and then the same pre-recorded message back at you. It's like, yeah, I know, I get it. Nothing would have changed in the past five seconds. Mm-hmm. Just give me the Suns theme song. <laughs> Thank you. Um... I am worried about the Bulldogs in Melbourne. Mm. Brisbane don't exactly have road form yet this season. Ah, oh, no, what am I thinking? Dogs have been terrible. Lions, I'm on the Lions with you. Oh. There we go. I documented them this week, so I don't have to go back through and... I don't know how Matt found it so quick. Uh, he was... He found it earlier in the weekend. Ah. <sighs> to uh, scrub through and make sure that you had the Dockers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the score was just so out of hand. Mm. I thought... Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, early days, no team lists out. Um, anyone just want to throw a snag bagger out there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, or Buddy. Without oh, a doubt. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Duh. Fuck. Chewing a millennium. <laughs> <laughs> Life savings on it. Mortal lock. Can't lose pick of the day. Can't lose pick of the year. Can't lose pick of the decade. Uh, <laughs> Max out the credit cards. Take cash out. Put it in the tab machine down at your local. Buddy, one plus goals. <laughs> uh, that'll be a dollar one. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, I think Marbio Chol might come back into the selection frame. Mm. I'm going to put him down. Mm. Just a guesstimate. Is Mitch Lewis ready to come home? Mm. Don't think so. No. And then I might go with the Lions, Charlie Cameron. 
Oh. Uh, he played last week. Well, I'm not. Well, are we doing returning? I just need to. <gasps> oh, my bad. Tough with the list not mm. being out. Yeah. Oh, that's a great pick then. Mm. Uh, I'll I'll have to back Larky two plus. Let's do one in and one potentially coming back. Yeah, I like it. Given the circumstances. Surely Mitch Lewis is close to being back. Close, not close enough. Ah. No confirmed return date. Oh, uh, Stringer. He's coming oh, back. Oh, Jay Stringer. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, throw might. him in. Mm. He'll be in for one for sure. Be rude not to. Yeah. Why the fuck? Are you typing? Or am I? Jay Stringer. Yeah, look, maybe maybe we'll go like Ann Hawthorne player. I don't know, just for the culture. Yeah, just pick one. Jaeger O'Meara. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> I mean, that was, a, that, was a, that was kind of funny. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have... Blake Hardwick. Ooh. Because I'm not going to pick fucking Luke Bruce because it just feels rude if he's not returning given that he's, you know, the forward. Yeah, I suppose. Um, So I'm going to choose Blake Hardwick who uh, has been playing half of the game up uh, down the back and half the game up front recently. Oh, And he's been performing performing well up front so I think this week he might even start up front. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, quick bit of AFL news. Uh, the highest attended first two rounds of a season ever. Oh, wow. In the AFL. Uh, footy's back. Fans are back. 765,789 in attendance. Next highest, 725 and 10. <laughs> hmm. Far out. Mm. What's our population again? 30? 1,000, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think after after believing for 20 years our population was 20 million, it's probably closer to 30 million. Yeah, now. it'd yeah. have to be. I would put it at 28.7. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. What uh, is it? Uh, as of know. 2021, oh. 25.69. Oh, way off. I, I feel like it would have been higher. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a little bit surprised. Hmm. But hmm. still, that is a considerable amount of our population turning up to the footy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, definitely, Australia's sport. I suspect yeah. perhaps some fans went to multiple games over the weekend. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Pretty easy in Melbourne. Get like 17 of them a week. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another bit of uh, news that I alluded to was... Uh, the Swans Instagram uh, showing an announcement of a new train line around the SCG. <laughs> With, uh, bit of Sydney on Sydney action. Saucy. Uh, Sydney Sweeney making an appearance at the footy. And the slightly above 20-year-old Swans players looked very happy with themselves to be getting some photos. Uh, and there was some uh, some classic hover hands in some of the one-on-one photos and you're lying to yourself if you think you've never been captured doing a hover hand 
Mm. There's always one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. So who is Sydney Sweeney? She's an actress, was in Euphoria yeah, most recently. Big one she's in Probably like, the yeah. biggest one. Um, some other movie. I think she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, maybe, as well. Oh, that was a, sh- that was a piece of shit. Ah. Yeah. No, Matt, you were thinking of Margot Robbie, didn't probably, you? Probably had a fade out in that. <laughs> that young hippie girl, I reckon, who gets picked up by Margot Robbie at some point. I suspect. Not a great film, though. In a green twig, Keelan. Yeah, so shit. <laughs> it's very, very long. Yeah, so is the shot of Margot Robbie's feet. Way um, too long. Significantly <laughs> ridiculous. Um, the Handmaid's Tale, which is something that's also allegedly pretty good. <laughs> um, that being said, turns out it's rated the same as Euphoria. 8.4 on IMDb. Euphoria is very just like people like it because it's kids doing... Drugs and sussy stuff. Sussy. It's not that great. Interesting. Uh, it's, a t- it's a tough watch. Um, Will likes it a lot. If that you know puts it in a certain basket, that gives it some good context. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, she plays uh, <laughs> Snake. Not helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't reprise the role of Snake in Smash Brothers either, so it's really unusual. <laughs> Mm. Mm. That's a see, it's a funny joke based on um yeah that's no, all good you guys got it yeah it's fine <laughs> solid snake isn't it that's what she said yeah solid joke <laughs> isn't it yeah that um, no, was pretty average but yeah she's been in basically nothing before that I think um I think she's famous for um. Not what she wears, but what she doesn't wear at times. Ah, uh, so yes, in, in television. Yeah. Yes, uh, hence the uh, the looks of pleasure on the players' faces. I would imagine. Yep. Sorry, I knocked my microphone <laughs> out. <laughs> I wasn't touching myself. No. <laughs> I really promise I wasn't. My microphone was loose. <laughs> yeah, my mic gets a bit loose sometimes too. No, I listen here, you fucking degenerates. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that uh, in the in the sound editing world, Mike is used to a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Everything means penis in the editing world. <laughs> Speak into my mic. <laughs> when he said hello, you've got the job. I didn't. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, NBA, not the Biscuits Association. Speaking um, of. Speaking of. Pretty delicious. Fucking so good. Uh, Aldi's putting up a pretty good roster this season <laughs> as far as the Biscuit Association goes. Absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Bit of a dynasty, I think, as well. The Almond Fingers are draining it from beyond the arc. <laughs> I don't know who Belmont is, but I like his biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Almond Speculars or speculate Speculatious... Whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> From the same place as Jack Lacocious, I think. <laughs> They're just putting in a nice, solid performance every time. Consistent. Very consistent. Yeah. Double, double. Team player. Mm. Mm. Does does just play, plays the game well. Mm-hmm. 
does all the right team things. Yeah. Plays it the right way. Good hardness, good pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, a little fragile, but something for next offseason. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But actually, basketball, Pelicans looking better. They're well and truly in the play-in now in eighth spot, I believe. And, you know, one game out of seventh, or maybe they're in ninth. They definitely look... Unreal, mm. but I'm I'm nervous. They mm. they go through, they go through very turbulent highs and lows. Mm. Um, no, but certainly they recently scored 68 points against the Clippers at halftime without a single free throw. Well, pretty good. Yeah, a little wow. bit contentious, perhaps for Pelicans fans, but cool stat nonetheless. Mm. <laughs> um. Trey Murphy, uh, the third, tied the franchise record with 10 threes, uh, also making 10 out of 12 threes attempted. Yo. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Um, they couldn't miss. Uh, Brandon Ingram also recorded his first triple-double huh. with zero turnovers. Wow. So just a stellar performance. I think uh, big man Jonas Valachunas also racked up something about 20 points and 18 rebounds. Mm. Huge game. So, yeah, just absolutely outrageous. They're at uh, 37 to 37, perfect 500, nestled in uh, eighth spot in the West. Yep. Uh, one and a half games inside the play-in. The yeah. little buffer. Big J throwing around the Wild West. Like it's going out of style. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is crazy, though. Mm. Uh, the Lakers lost today. Okay, so you got to win. All those teams, basically from fifth place right through to 14th or something, or sorry, maybe 10th or 11th, mm. all have about a one win or loss point difference between them all. Yeah, and the, the Timberwolves played the uh, Warriors today. And they were there six and seventh, so you know that just brought the gap a bit closer because the Timberwolves won. Yeah. So yeah, it's like twelve in six, twelve games back from Denver, and then OKC in tenth is thirteen and a half, so one and a half games different between <laughs> in the playoffs and in the bottom half of in the play-in, which is Far out. damn close. That's insane. But yeah. Very, very uh, busy on the West. <laughs> yeah. A bit going on. Much to East is for. still a bit more set. Uh, and in ice hockey news, NHL, uh, three teams have now clinched playoff spots with uh, 10-ish games remaining, mm. 10 or 9, depending on the team. Uh, Boston Bruins were first, obviously, after their historic run so far this season, clinching their division, so automatically in. Uh, and the Hurricanes and Devils both clinch playoff spots from the Metropolitan Division mm-hmm. as well. Uh, no one in the West has clinched a spot yet because it's super tight over there. Um, but the East is still stacked mm. as well. Still uh, seeding to play for. Top three from each division automatically into the playoffs. And then there's wild card uh, spots for the top two in the rest of the conference. Yeah. Which is... Uh, very interesting uh, interesting way of doing things. <laughs> Touch more on how the playoff bracket works in the NHL when we get there. Mm-hmm. But 10 games left. It's heating up. All righty. Bit of, bit of football. 
in it. <laughs> uh, Antonio Conte, or more like Antonio Gonte. Am I right? <laughs> yep. Gornskis. Reinstated uh, as um, uh, interim manager is his assistant coach, Mr. Christian Stellini. So, uh, yeah, Tottenham not happy with fourth again. Well, uh, <laughs> they officially thanked Conte for so mutual uh, party. They officially reportedly, thanked, yeah. They officially thanked him for getting them back into the Champions League spots. Mm. What the fucking do for now? Yeah, no, for last season. Oh right, yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, for now this season, um, alleged mutual agreement, but it happens reasonably shortly after. Uh, he kind of went off in a um interview saying the club's done nothing <laughs> for 20 years or so. Um, to be fair, they hadn't really bought anyone until this season to yeah, help out Yeah, because they realised they needed to, you know, make make changes. The, um, the quote uh, is 20 years and they never won something. Yeah. Fact. Allegedly. Not a good look. That, see, that sounds like it's, you know, aimed at, you know, the people, you know, really in charge that have been there for a while. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes. Allegedly, yep. uh, he came out and said that was aimed at the players, but <laughs> totally. I'm sure there's plenty of guys running around on the squad that have been there for 20 years. No, nah, not even Mr. Kane. It's <laughs> <laughs> my first day. <laughs> uh, and uh, after, you know, the three-all draw away to rock bottom Southampton, he called his players selfish uh, so he's just, I don't think he's making very many friends. <laughs> so he's gone. Shock surprise. Very shock surprise. Uh, what is nice for Spurs fans is, um, Maurizio Pochettino's link to coach the club again. <laughs> so I don't know. They might get all the way back to a Champions League final and lose it again. So. <laughs> Look, it's probably better than what they've been doing recently. I would rather make it to the grand final every year for the next 15 years and lose than not go in the next 50 years. Yeah, no, it's fair. Um, Mm. In other lightly good news for Tottenham, take it with a grain of salt, uh, their new manager for the rest of the season, which was confirmed allegedly, Allegedly, okay, so triple confirmed. New manager bounce next yeah, game. Yeah, next game. But um, when Conte required gallbladder surgery, uh, Stellini uh, was the one that oversaw the Man City Tottenham game, which Tottenham won one nil. So good record I, I mean, so I'd, far. Yeah, looking pretty good. Mm. Fresh. We'll see. But absolutely <laughs> back them against uh, Everton. I believe we covered those tips <laughs> last week. Yeah, I think we did. Um, Given double that they're down on uh, international break now, so yep. the tips we did last week start on this Sunday. Still valid. Yeah. <laughs> Just go back and listen <laughs> and download it again while you're at it. I might need to... I, I probably need to tip the next week. Not today, but um, off, the, off air I need to uh, probably tip another week ahead, unfortunately. Unlucky. Yeah. I'll have no... no uh, 
No context for what has happened either. So that's <laughs> fun. Um, also in manager news, just quickly, Julian Nagelsmann has been fired from his job at Bayern because mm. you dropped to second place and you get fired over there. Seems reasonable. Uh, he found out on social media and then had to turn up to work the next day to be officially sacked. Mm. Could have gave him a buzz, a yeah. text at least. Could have done something. Um, Instead of like football news on Instagram. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah. he also ended his relationship with his partner. Oh. Who allegedly might be part of the reason that he lost the job because she was a um, journalist uh, who was saying some things, maybe she, getting some inside scoops she without permission. <laughs> Fuck, that would have been so funny. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, but it gets worse. Oh, surely not. It does. Don't just... Ju- <laughs> what, did he crash on the way into the stadium <laughs> when he was getting sacked? Worse. Or? Oh, no. He got <laughs> he got linked to the Spurs manager job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Poor guy. Um, what is funny, though, is Bayern paid 25 million euro to RB Leipzig to mm. get Nagelsmann from them because he was still in contract. Yeah, right. And then they gave him a five-year contract worth €8 million Euro a season. So he could retire. Pretty good, yeah. He's happy. Yeah, he's done. Off. He's happy. Done. If he wants to, you know, keep his mind busy, just, I don't know, jump on football manager or something Sunday like that. Sunday league. Yeah. Imagine turning up to your Sunday league game and Julian Nagelsmann's teaching you. <laughs> The new Red Bull feeder club. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday league in Munich, boys. Yeah, look, not the best week for him by the sounds of it. No. Uh, But yeah, he'll he'll be, sounds like he'll be drying his tears with a Mm. few notes. Yeah, maybe. He'll probably be all right. Yeah. Look, it can only get worse if he actually takes the Spurs job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Look, all right. Are we good? We can flip a coin. Flip a coin? Yep. Matt, whose flip is it? Kill him. Is he correct? Can't flip my own coin. I, I feel like I haven't had one in a, in a hot minute. Just want to confirm. Uh, it is Kiln's flip. Wait, which one's the one you want? I really want to hear it. Uh, as we know, uh, Tails has been... <laughs> running away with it recently. Mm. Four in a row. And we are flipping. Ting. Heads. Jesus. Heads it is. Good call. Nailed it. Uh, heads is well and truly due. Oh. He's played uh, a pure system pick. Punters <laughs> would call it here. Uh, great value coming up on heads. Excellent choice. Well done. Yeah, full credit to the boys. <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, I agree. Oh. <laughs> a special treat to ruin all the listeners who stick around the years. Zach and Dan, that one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent. Well done. Zach uh, escaped unscathed this show. I oh. roasted him first up. Yeah. He's <laughs> in comparison, relatively. Unscathed. We did call yeah. him our arch nemesis. Yeah. That's funny, though. <laughs> Talk. 
All right. Well, um, on that note, if we fin- uh, finish now, we're under two hours quick. Excellent. Matty, see you next week. It's going off. Uh, yeah, see you whenever or something. Yeah, cool. <laughs>